People need an income that's guaranteed to them. If you lose money to taxes, you're never getting that money back. You need to get serious about adding some lower risk. Greed. I don't like greed. The thing to be afraid of, honestly, is the thing that we're not thinking of, the black swan event. There's a tsunami coming. Bye, bye, bye. Welcome to Retirement Coffee Talk with Sharice Rivers. Just coffee talk. There's a lot of noise, a lot of chatter. Who do you listen to? Who do you not listen to? You have to stay focused. A fun and informative look at the issues of wealth, retirement, and protecting your life savings. These advisors out there that were trained to sell, 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 and have all these fees, fee, fees, they don't want to talk, talk, talk about this product because <laughs> so they make less, less, less money. <laughs> and now, Retirement Coffee Talk with Sharice Rivers. Hello again and welcome to Retirement Coffee Talk with Sharice Rivers at Zinnia Wealth. Online, find us, ZinniaWealth.com. That's Z-I-N-N-I-A, Wealth.com. And who will you find there? Sharice Rivers and her team. And I'm glad you're here today because that's exactly who's here. Sharice, how are you doing today? I am doing great. How are you doing, Randy? I'm all right. I'm all right. I, I, you know, we've we've gone through some cold and we've gone through some rain and we've gone through, I'm hoping we're, we're moving on to some warmer weather here a little bit. Had a bit of a cold spell, didn't we? We did. We uh, cold. It gets very cold. But you know when it is here, I do kind of enjoy it, but I don't want it for very long. <laughs> Just because, give me a little bit and yeah. go away. But then don't turn into an 80 degree afternoon like can we just stay in the 70s early like 72 i love that it's a it's a weird time of year that is for sure but. well and it's also a weird time of year because we have all the election worries and yeah. noise out there i mean yeah. did you watch the uh, iowa caucus i did i watched uh, new hampshire i watched iowa i was you know you know kind of with interest here see you you know is nikki haley gonna crush through but uh, uh -huh. looks like trump has still got a pretty good hold on it all i know um nikki Haley, she's pretty cool, but you know what? Change needs to happen. And the one thing that I realized, you know, Trump won 98 out of 99 counties. <laughs> I know. It. You know, this this race is not about who's Democrat and who's a Republican. Like it really isn't. It's about people being fed up at this point. Yeah, that's true. I think that's where we're at. And um, it's interesting because I'm just seeing people kind of come together more and more. Mm -hmm. So I think this election is not going to be about people on Facebook not being friends anymore. I think we're all just we want change mm -hmm. and we're tired of being fed up. And I just think we are in a time zone we've never seen before, and I think it's going to be very interesting to see what comes of all of this. But anyways, we're not allowed to talk about elections, are we, on radio? Sure we can. Why not? <laughs> no, we'll you know, actually, I actually looked at a, a stat that I found really interesting that I saw this week, and that was they went back to 1952, and they said in that period of time, less 70 years or so, um, how many times has the market gone down in an election year? Uh, 70 years, okay? Mm -hmm. Three times. I was shocked. Yeah, everybody, I wasn't. Yeah, everybody gets all upset about, oh, it's an election year. What am I going to do with my investments? But at the same time, if you look at statistics, usually an election year is just a blip on the radar screen. Not a big deal. So, it, Yeah, and you know what it is? is unfortunately, this happens more lately than not. Hope sometimes drives Wall Street and yeah. the markets. Yeah. And the people who are about to be elected – they don't want the market to go down. So it's an interesting yeah. evolution, mm -hmm. right? And then when the markets are ready to go down, we typically see it about six to 12 months after the election, right? Not saying that's going to happen, but um, yeah, we're just in a, we're in a different time, di yeah. different economy, different stressors. I mean, Germany, uh, gosh, we got workers on strike over there. We've got war, we got Israel. I mean, it is, 
is beyond me. Interest rates, we're trying to get down to like 2% inflation, which is idiotic and it won't happen. And then, then we're going to have a bust if that were they even tried hard enough. I mean, there's just inflation and deflation and there's, there's good and bad inflation and deflation. And it's very confusing to people out there that are just turning on the TV and you're, you're listening to Kramer, you're listening to Fox, you're listening to CNN, you're listening to Squawk Box and all that noise will absolutely help you make the worst decisions in life. <laughs> really? Because then, then it attacks our emotions. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then you hear something else. Oh, what's that? Oh, what, 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 what? No. Yeah. Do we or don't we? And so I, I feel everybody. Um, we keep our emotions pretty intact here at Zinnia Wealth. And we try not to take ever a biased approach to anything. And we just stay right in the middle. And we just make sure our clients' portfolios are exactly where they need to be at this phase of life that they're in and with constant income checks, right? Well, Ebbs and flows are changing every year, the tax plan, that kind of stuff. Well, we talk about it all the time. The market can only do three things, go up, go down, go sideways. And we want to build a plan for all yes. three. So, well, let's, uh, let's go to some of these people on wall street and what they have to say. Sharice gave us a little tease there about interest rates and the fed still are going to have their effect on the market this year. And the fed hopes that they can get the, uh, the inflation down to 2%. And Wall Street hopes that they're going to start lowering interest rates soon. Well, Peter Schiff is an interesting guy. He's an economist. He's got a podcast, and I went through that. And here's what he has to say about the Fed and interest rates in 2024. The markets are looking at the resurgence in inflation, and their conclusion is, okay, the Fed's just going to have to fight a little harder to win this battle. No. What we're seeing is proof that the Fed has already lost inflation won. The Fed can't possibly raise rates high enough to reduce inflation without crippling the economy, without creating a worse financial crisis than 2008. Those days of really low inflation, they're gone. We're not going back to 2%, not even close. Uh, we're going to be much higher. All right. So let's give the Fed a little bit of credit. We did go from 9% down to 3 So they did get it down that far. But their their fixation with 2% is what Peter Schiff is talking about here. And if they want to raise interest rates to try to get to 2 he thinks that's going to be a disaster. So right. your thoughts on that? Any, any uh, truth there? Well, Peter Schiff is definitely full of Schiff. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you got to love to hate this guy, right? If you ever listen to his podcast, like after half an hour, you're like, I'm done. But but you know what? He has incredible, valuable information. Believe it or not, I've been following this guy for 20 years. Wow. Um, from the first day I did one of my money shows back in the day mm -hmm. and uh, in Orlando, and he was there. And I was like, this guy's a wacko, but <laughs> there's something interesting about him. So I, I'll tune in every once in a while. I'm like, oh, come on. Do we have to go down this road? I'm like, I, I can't listen. But some of the stuff he said is absolutely valuable okay. and pumping the brakes and getting that inflation down to 2%. Come on. I mean, yeah. really, we're going to have how to long live is that even three. sustainable? Yeah. And, and you know, what's going to happen. The government's going to redefine what inflation is, right? Go. Just like they said, we're going to redefine what a recession is mm -hmm. or, you know, what they did in Investopedia, if I recall. And then, you know, and then they're going to, they're going to redefine it. Well, this isn't included. This isn't included, but it's unfair because people feel it in gas. We feel it in our food. So if you want to talk about inflation, it's calmed down, but it has not changed the way we live at the grocery store. I mean, how many of you go grocery shopping every time you're like, 
inflation, sedation still, mm-hmm. when is this stuff going to crack down? So, you know, it's going to take time. I'm like, think about like cars out there, like, um, EV cars, Tesla. Oh, Tesla just had a, they're having a, I won't say a word about it, but anyways, <laughs> if you ever wanted to buy Tesla, give it a little bit more time. It might be a good time to buy, okay. but the prices of the Tesla cars are really expensive, but a lot of competition's coming around. Right. And so over the next five years, you know, maybe 50% of the world has EV cars. Therefore we're going to have deflation on the price on Mm -hmm. those cars. Right. So it's good deflation, bad deflation, good inflation, bad inflation, right? Lots of words here. Nevertheless, you need to make sure when it comes to the interest rate environment, and we talk about this all the time, we have to have a comprehensive holistic written plan that number one, We figure out what your inventory is first and foremost, where have you saved, how much debt do you have, what's your guaranteed income, what's your non-guaranteed income, right? And then we build this sustainable inflation-protected plan, right? So you can keep up with inflation no matter if it's 2% or if it's 10%, right? That is the plan. And that is the goal when you're working here with us because if we don't include inflation in your plan and you're not taking out extra dollars to cover inflation, you're going to be quite surprised what happens in the future to your dollars being eroded. So you got to have a plan worked in to make sure it works, right? So be careful with inflation. Be careful with the interest rates and understanding the semantics and the rules. Just make sure that you're working with an advisory team that understands it, that implements it, that adjusts it on an annual basis, and you see it on paper. It's a comprehensive plan, and that's what you need, especially going into retirement, because if you guys remember back in the day, you could get a, you could be in any mutual fund in the country and you're making 17%, but I bet you can't do that now. And you're like, why don't I have the same returns? Things are changing. You got to evolve with the changes. Well, one of the things that uh, we, we look at in 2024, you know, we mentioned the election year. Is that going to affect things? Maybe, but historically you look at the numbers, maybe not. Uh, so then people look at the Fed. They look at the interest rate. Is that what is going to be the market mover this year? Maybe, maybe not. The Fed can't seem to get to 2%. So Wall Street believes, like we talk about Wall Street like it's a person. Wall Street seems to believe <laughs> that uh, they're going to start cutting rates very soon and they're going to be real aggressive about it. Well, maybe not. So let's go to a guy who's been on Wall Street and has been watching this for 50, 60 years. Leon Cooperman started with Goldman Sachs and did a marvelous job there and had a great career there, then started out on his own. He's a money manager. This is his thought about the Fed and interest rates and the market in 2024. I think those who are looking for six rate cuts are smoking some substance. (laughs) I think if you got three, you would be lucky. We're heading towards a financial crisis. But nobody knows when it's going to hit. Okay. All right. So when somebody says something like that, it gets your attention. Mm-hmm. Does, what does that mean, Sharice? Does that mean another 2008? Does that mean a 20, 30, 40% pullback? When someone uses the words financial crisis and that's in our future, how do we absorb that? What, what does it mean? It means people are going to lose jobs. People are going to be spending their 401ks when they're supposed to be saving it. It means that there's going to be a lot of changes, right? Because when there's big recessions, big crashes like that, companies have to fire, right? That's what happens. So big change for companies, big changes for the normal person that pulls up their pants every day. And when it comes to the crash territory, we don't know. But I mean, if you go back to 2000, 2001, 2002, it took 33 months for the market to finally bottom out. That was massive. And then it took five years to get back to even. 
I can't tell you if we're going to have a three-year decline or a year and a half decline. All I know is the climb out. When you're climbing out of this deep hole, it's always the same. It's about four to five years before you get back to even. So here's the deal. If you are working, this is an absolute wealth building period and you should be excited. The financial conventional wisdom out there says, do not sell, buy and hold. And that is so true. So as long as you still have a job and you can work and you haven't been fired because of big crash, you keep contributing to that 401k every two weeks. And my advice is you can tribute double the amount mm. because you are buying lower stocks at lower prices every two weeks as that three-year period, the market's going down. And also as the market is coming up for five years, you are buying stocks on sale. So it's a wealth building time period for the young people, right? But it is not a wealth building period for retirees. So now, you know, we're living on our money. Now you lose 50%. You have to make a hundred percent. You got a million dollars. You just lost 50%. Now you have 500,000, right? If you make 50% after the final drop, you're not back to your hundred percent. Like I had a gentleman come into my office just the other day. And he, he was giddy. He was clicking his heels. He got out of his seat and he came up to my TV screen and said, what? I didn't know this about sequence of returns. I, I said, you never heard of sequence returns. He's like, no. I said, like, well, you're not the only one. Nobody's really heard about it. And I said, I've learned this from gurus at big colleges. And now I'm applying it and showing our clients. And then we build the income plan and the income plan. He went, What? I can do this because right literally 20 minutes before that, he said, Sharice, I really want to keep all my money in the stock market. I'm okay with a lot of risk. I said, okay, great. Let's do that. Let me show you the risk profile. Let me show you the signals return. Let's run the numbers. Let's run the numbers. And he went, his jaw dropped. He went, hmm, so you're telling me that I shouldn't have all my money in the market. I'm like, no, you can do what you want. Nice. You know, I'm just showing you what you need to do. And yeah. then, then we do the income plan. I've just never had somebody this excited. He was like, what? He kept going, what? He was this ecstatic. And then we did the income plan. He's like, wait a minute. So I don't have to have all of my money in the market and I'm still going to have double what I have today. I went, yes, you've got it. <laughs> as long as you don't lose 50%, we're going to make it in retirement. And I said, but I love having money in the stock market. I like structured notes. I like CDs. I like annuities. I like stock markets. I love dividends. I like active management. I'm like, let's do it all, right? It's that simple. And let's be balanced because you know what? The 60-40 portfolio, y'all, is old school and it's not going to work the way it used to work. Well, I think that that's a great story of what could happen to you if you walk in the door and just the idea of let's do the math on your retirement. It's a phrase that we've used over and over and over through the over 10 years that we've been on the radio here and just saying, come on in and let's put the pencil to the paper. Let's do the math on your retirement. What if you could find out you could retire right now? What if you could find out I don't have to have that much money in the stock market? I can go to other places and be just fine. Those are the kind of meetings that we really love to have at Zinnia Wealth, and we would love to have that kind of meeting with you. Give us a look on our website, which is ZinniaWealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A Wealth.com. There's a gold box there. It says Complimentary Retirement Consultation. That's exactly what it is. It's a meeting to get to know you, find out what you've done to save for retirement, and what is it going to look like in retirement? What, what's your paycheck going to look like? And how much money is at risk, and what can we do about that? You can also give us a call, 833-368-3680, 833 
We'll be right back with more Retirement Coffee Talk. Welcome back to Retirement Coffee Talk with Sharice Rivers at Zinnia Wealth. Online find us, zinniawealth.com. And while you're there, up at the top navigation bar, you're going to see education. You can click on that and then useful guides. There's all sorts of things you can download there. I'll bet there's a there's a situation there if it's Medicare, if it's 401ks, if it's RMDs, whatever you're going through right now and questioning, we got something there for you as a resource. And then check our media tab as well. The, the podcasts are there, uh, interviews that Sharice has had with celebrities and more. It's all right there. So if you want to hear more of Retirement Coffee Talk, it's real easy for you right there. All right, so we all know comedian Ron White from the uh, the Blue Collar Comedy Crew with uh, Jeff Foxworthy and Larry the Cable Guy. Well, Ron retired in January of 2022, and now he's back. <laughs> so he's out there on the road again in 2024. <laughs> and uh, Ron actually, in one of his latest shows, talked about him, the IRS, and taxes. I owe the IRS a bunch of money because I don't understand how that works. <laughs> it's confusing. When I started doing stand-up, they said that made me an independent contractor, and they said I needed to start filing my taxes quarterly, which I thought meant every 25 years. That's funny. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so taxes are taxes are pretty complicated uh, for all of us, not just mm. Ron White. And uh, and this is a question I'm sure, Cherise, as as you go through the meetings. And you say, okay, we'll get our investments in line and we'll figure out what the risk level is. We'll get your income going like that. And now we have to start talking about taxes, don't we? We do. And I, when you come to my classes, I like preach this. But when you come into my, our office, it starts with a tax plan. I'm already from the first second or any of the advisors, the second they're sitting with you thinking of, okay, we got to work on taxes. We're already in our minds, writing things down. And first appointment, we're already thinking of things that they need to do and work on. Second appointment, usually we present it along with some other things. But I will say, you know, we're, we're, we don't do your QuickBooks. We, we don't do, you know. Don't do tax returns. Taxes, yeah, returns. That's right. what we hire our CPAs for. So yeah. we do the actual tax plan because CPAs usually don't do the tax plan. And there's a lot involved when it comes to the actual tax plan. And every household, believe it or not, Randy, is different. So mm -hmm. if your neighbor Bubba comes in and they do something I'm sure yours is going to be totally different, even though you want to do it, Bubba does, but it might not be the best strategy for you, right? And everybody's going to be different and it depends where you saved your money. So we're a wealth management firm, right? Our plan is before we even talk about your assets, before we start building your income is to see where your taxes are. How can we help with them now and in the future? And how can we maybe even lower them in the future? Once we figure out the tax plan, then we can work on that income plan that we just talked about on the last episode. And once we build that income plan, then we can talk about the investment plan, right? You never start with the investment plan first. Never, ever, ever. And I don't know how many people sit with new advisors and they're looking at your statements and they're already telling you what they can promise you, but that's not how it works, right? Tax plan first, right? And if we can't do anything, okay, then we're just, we are where we are. Then the income plan, then we know what you need and how much risk you can take. Then we talk about the investment plan, right? Uh, does that make sense to you, Randy? Totally. And, totally. and I, I think that we, as we go through our working years, when you think about taxes, 
It's what comes out of your check every two weeks. It's uh, what you have to pay if you have to pay when you do your tax return. That's taxes to us, April 15th and on our check. But when you get into retirement, it all changes. I mean, there's capital gains taxes. There's RMD taxes. There's all these different things. Mm -hmm. And we have it's like a learning curve that we have to understand this is a new phase of life, as you say all the time, Sharice, and it's a new phase of life in taxes. Well, what about the RMD phase, required minimum distribution phase? Like, mm-hmm. if you're 73 right now, you um, have to take money out of your IRAs and all of your retirement accounts. You, you're forced to. You're not forced to spend it. You're just forced to take it and pay the taxes on it. And do you know, as you get older, man, the government's amazing. They make you take more out a higher percent every year. It doesn't just start at 3.65. By the time you're in your 80s, you're pulling out 8%. So that's a gotcha, right? Yeah. <laughs> and like, and you're thinking, I'm, I'm 80 years old. I don't need more money now. I actually need to just save it or leave it. And now you're forced to still take it. So the system's really backwards. But a, a fun question came in this week about their RMDs. So a lady called in and said, I turned 73 last year, Sharice. And I didn't take my RMD. What can I do? And I said, well, you get a one-time exclusion. Very first time. You can never do it again. And and this only happens when you're 73. So, for example, for this lady, she turned 73 last year. And most people say, when you turn 73, by the end of the year, December 31st, you have to take your RMD or you got this massive 50% penalty, which is now 25%, just so you all know. But the rule is, it's a gotcha, another gotcha from Uncle Sam. Technically, you actually could take your RMD this year in 2024, April 1st. Hey, that happens to be April Fool Day, uh, yeah. right? So is that's that last weird. year's RMD and then you have to take another one before the yes. end of the year? So if you miss it, you're, don't don't cry about it because you can you can actually take it. You just have to take it by April 1st this year. But here's the rule. If you take it by April 1st this year, you'll have to take another one Uh, by end of this year, December 31st. And all years thereafter, all subsequent years, you just make sure you don't forget it. You put it on autopilot. If you're doing it on your own, just say, you know, tell the firm you're with. If you're managing your own money, okay, I'm going to take my RMDs. Hey, withhold 10%, 15% taxes, whatever you want, or don't withhold taxes. And every year, like clockwork, that check will show up. That's if you're going on your own with this, because a lot of people who go on their own actually make mistakes when it comes to this phase of life, and you don't want to miss it. Should you always take it at the end of the year, or does it make sense to take it in the middle of the year? Should that change? Well, some of our clients, what they'll do is they, some of them say, Hey, I want a monthly check. So what we'll do is we'll just start it in January and they'll get a monthly check starting in January. And that RMD is to split up over the next 12 months. Okay. You can do it that way. You can do it semi-annually. You can do it anytime throughout the year, really, but you got to get it done by December 31st and do not wait till then. Like do go. not make sure you're sending your paperwork in at least by December 1st. And I'm going to tell you, it's a steep penalty. Thankfully, the government dropped it from all these years. The penalty was 50%. That means if you had a million bucks, you had to take 40000 out. You basically gave 50% to the government by missing it by one day. So now the penalty has been dropped to 25%. And if you pay it in a timely manner, uh, which is, I think, within 12 months of when you get your statement, if I recall, they drop it to 10. So we don't want to forget it. We don't want to give a dollar back. We're already having to pay the tax bill on this stuff. 
So this is, I think, the government's interesting, funny, ha-ha jokes. April Fool's Day. Why that day? I don't know. <laughs> but there you go. All right. <laughs> so so to, the, to that listener, you can take it and then moving forward. So let's say you're 75 today, for example. Just you should have already been putting it on autopilot, whether you're working with a financial advisor yourself, and you should be getting it from all your different companies every year, monthly, however you have it set up. But do remember this, let's say you have an annuity, let's say you have a mutual fund and you have a CD and all three of those are IRAs. You can take your RMDs out of each, every one of them, or you can take the total out of just one of them. And so my story is don't take the saddle off the horse that's winning the race. So if you got a annuity making four, a mutual fund making seven, which is not, well, maybe by la ended last year it did, and then a CD making two, well, we would want to pull it from the CD, mm -hmm. right? Let the mm -hmm. other stuff compound. So, and I have to say, it's not cookie cutter. Not everybody as households does it work that way, but just food for thought. If you're going alone in retirement and trying to figure this stuff out, we'd like to give free information. It is so good to have that financial planner, that retirement planner on your side so they can walk you through this and hold your hand along the way. And uh, it can get complex. And if you make a mistake, it can be costly. So good to have somebody on your side. And that's really why we have this show is to introduce you to Sharice who can help you with this. Give us a look online, ZinniaWealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A Wealth.com. Or give us a call at 833-368-3680. And we'll do that uh, portfolio x-ray for you, get you a real good look at where you are right now and how we might be able to help. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, you remember the lesson mom and dad said, don't touch the hot stove, and then you touch the hot stove. It was a hard lesson. Well, you know what? Uncle Sam and the financial industry are still trying to use that lesson on you. We'll tell you how and how to get around it. Coming up next on Retirement Coffee Talk. Welcome back to Retirement Coffee Talk with Sharice Rivers at Zinnia Wealth. Online, find us, ZinniaWealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A, Wealth.com. If it's time to talk about your retirement, well, we are here. And a great way to start that conversation is to hit that gold box on our website. It says complimentary retirement consultation. That's exactly what it is. It's a free meeting to sit down and talk about your concerns, get to know you, and how we may be able to help. Again, ZinniaWealth.com is our website. All right, so I, I got to ask you about this because when people were doing their New Year's resolutions, some people were talking about, I'm going to try this cold plunge thing, jumping in a bathtub full of ice and cold water. And you tried this this week? <laughs> yes. So our backstory, last year I was starting to get, at the beginning of the year, get into, okay, I got to get a, go buy a cold plunge. I got to do this thing so it's good for your joints, bones, your brain. Like it's supposed to be great, right? Uh -huh. This cold plunge thing. Okay. So um, my cold plunge is consistent of a cold shower. I'm like, I'm not going to go buy one of those things. Come on. <laughs> and I'm probably only going to use it for like five days and say, forget this. Uh-huh. So I was shortly lived. My cold shower stopped after probably the first quarter or second quarter of last year. So, so for some reason this year, I said, you know what? I'm going to commit. And I had watched something on YouTube about one of the wrestlers out there and their injuries and what they did. And I said, you know what? Maybe it's time I actually listen to some of the stuff I'm watching. Okay. And, and I wasn't sure how to do it. But I did know I did not want to go buy it because where am I going to put this big thing, Right. So what I learned is that you don't have to go buy the expensive stuff to make this happen. So I got a bathtub, right? Uh -huh. And I put a 16-pound bag of ice in there, let it sit there for an hour. Uh -huh. Came back, the ice was melted. 
the water was 56 degrees and that's where you want it. You want it in the fifties. And I, as soon as I looked at it, I'm like, don't you talk yourself out of this year. You get in there, you get in there. And I just, I literally jumped in and I went all the way under except all the way to my neck. I was like, Oh my gosh, I was breathing. Like when I was in labor and you're going to he, he, ho, ho. like, you're, you're seriously like deep breaths. I'm like, if I don't, con- if I don't control my breathing, I am going to pass out in here. So I was like, breathe in, breathe out. And literally you're supposed to do it for three minutes. I'm telling you guys this funny story because I, I think it was pretty cool that I actually did it. Wow. And so after one minute, your body got used to it and like, it didn't bother you. You're like, okay. Okay. And the three minute alarm went up and I'm like, I could go longer. I'm like, nope, get out. Yeah. (laughs) So anyways, it's just, it's supposed to give you like this surge energy and it's so good for your body. And I went, oh my gosh, I could probably do this five days a week. No problem. It was easier than I thought. And I feared it. Nobody wants to do anything that they fear, right? We fear, we fear financial advisors. We, we fear cold plunges. No, we, I don't trust financial financial advisors anymore. <laughs> Listen, you can trust some of us, uh, but I got to tell you, this cold plunge is great. Okay. And hey, when I'm 99 years old, I'm going to prove to everybody my joints are good and I'm wrinkle free, right? Because of cold plunges. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. It. There's my okay. one off. I'm just telling you when you're 99, I'm not doing this show with you. Okay. <laughs> Cause I will be wrinkly. All right. Oh, boy, oh boy. Okay. All right. <sighs> if I'm only right. blessed enough to wow. make it to 99. All right. Well, one thing you will find when sure you meet with Sharish, you will be awake. That is for sure. (laughs) Okay. All right. Let's talk about 401ks for a second, because I found an article in a study that kind of took me back. Uh, This is from BlackRock. And, you know, they're a big company that have lots of assets under management. They're very market oriented. And they basically said, if you shift your investments around once or twice a year to the best performing sectors, you can result in some big gains. So they're saying, what I'm talking to here about is rebalancing. How often every year should you rebalance? And this is where I went, holy cow. The Wall Street Journal found that making yearly changes between 2020 and now would have yielded a compound annual return of 55% almost four times more than a buy and hold strategy in the S&P 500. 55%, four times more than a person who does buy and hold. Those are big numbers. You know what? They're looking, here's the deal. Who who wrote this? This Wall Street Journal. Wall Street Journal. Okay, (laughs) we're going to crack on them. Wally, Wally, we got to have some conversations. Because, okay, there is value here without a shadow of doubt. So, when you're reading this article, it says, check your 401k, right? Um, Shifting investments once or twice a year to the best performing sectors. Really? Really? Do you think people in 401ks have more than 20 to 30 options that they can just shift their sectors? No, they don't have sector type portfolios. Sectors mean financials, right? Okay. When's the last time you saw a financial mutual fund or target fund, right? Or yeah, utilities and all utilities. these different places. Yeah. I don't have that in my 401k. No, you don't have that. So yeah. it's so misleading because now everybody's like panicking. Oh, I should do this. Oh, I need to do this. And you know what's going to happen. You're going to go on your own. You're going to ship this in your 401k and you're, you're not going to get the sectors, right? Because you got to know what sectors are the leading sectors. Okay. And if you're looking at the sectors that have done good, well, you could have just missed the run up and the sectors are changing again. Mm. So it's on this, the noise drives me absolutely insane because people live for this and they start doing it themselves. And then this is how they lose. So, but I do want you to know from 2020 to now shifting into the right sectors. Yeah. You would have had that amount of gain, but guess what? Nobody in the country did it. 
even the best sector rotation companies because you got to get out of them at the perfect time and get in them in the perfect time. Are they cherry picking a little bit here? Because if you look at the bottom of 2020, which was right after COVID, we shot up like a rocket after that. And in, to me, from then till today, and I know that we had a little, you know, blip in 2022 where we didn't move much, but you're, you're actually cherry picking a, an era here and saying, if you did this, you'd get that. And that's right. another danger, I think, when, when looking back at history. It is. And so just so you guys know, we have a buy and hold portfolio, you know, Fisher, Eddie, James, mm-hmm. Edelman, all those guys out there. It's really more of a buy and hold. We have one of those and we do it with stocks and really good classy dividend stocks and some of the really high flyers that we feel like are going to be here for 30 years. Right. And so that's a different portfolio. But we also do have, just so you know, we do have a sector rotation portfolio. It is my it is my baby. I stamp my approval on it. I make all these decisions and it's um, something that I've just been doing for a long time. So there's something to sector rotations to maintain as much growth as possible during bobbly times, even though you can still lose, but trying to find the best sector. So there's a value in that. And large cap is not a sector. Mm-hmm. Small cap is not a sector. For example, somebody came into the village's office just the other day and they've been with this visor for two years. And they say they pay him 1.25% a year. And on top of that, they said he's only made one change in two years. So I looked at the portfolio and the first thing I looked at and I went, CQQQ. And there's QQQ, MQQ, um, all these different QQQs. These are NASDAQ, really risky uh, stuff, okay. right? Technology. Okay. And I said, this should have been sold a year ago. Exactly. Uh-huh. And I said, he hasn't done anything with it. And they lost over half. And I said, what are you paying a 1.25% fee for? They went, well, that's why we're here. Because we're <laughs> noticing we made a little, not a whole lot. And I, and I and there was like four other funds. I said, this is a buy and hold advisor. And he should have sold four of these over a year ago. And the fact that they're still sitting there was really disappointing. And that client should have never had that. That was a China fund. I would, what? Wow. <laughs> I was trying. So one thing that I don't do, because they've come in a few times, is the first appointment or two, I'm not dogging anybody. Um, when I break into that portfolio, we start making changes is when, okay, now you got to know really what's going on here because I want to earn your respect in your business yeah. by showing you what we need to do and all the different things that we can provide. Later on, we'll start beating things up, right? Well, this that's is, the way it's supposed stop to be. Stop right there for just a second because I think that's an important point that somebody might believe that if they come in to see you, that you're just going to rip and tear their entire portfolio apart because you're going to do your thing. And that's not the case at all. It's an evaluation of what you have, and we're going to identify places where we can improve. Now, you saw that places there that there's some things that should have been done that maybe can be done, but we're not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater here. I think that's an Mm -hmm. important point to make. It is, and I waited till they committed to work with us to then say, okay, so here's the bad news. We took the loss, and this one isn't coming back up for five years. We've got to take it, and I'll tell you why. And we talked about that fund. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I prefer to do business. You know, um, it's none of my business what other people do. It's my business to know what I do and how I can help you. Sure. And I believe in that. I mean, that is like this is how we survive and we thrive in this business is doing the right thing and educating you first, right? 
Um, we're not twisting your arms here at Xenia. And uh, I'll tell you, if anybody is, you better let me know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a red flag, that's for sure. Yeah. You're listening to Retirement Coffee Talk with Sharice Rivers at Zinnia Wealth. We'll do that free uh, complimentary retirement consultation for you. Uh, we'll take a look at what you have. And it's it's not like it, we're going to take, you know, like the old Coyote TNT and blow the thing up uh, on a Roadrunner cartoon. That's not what we do here. We're going to take a look at what's working, what's not working, make those suggestions, and work through it together. Together. Give us a look on our website. It's zinniawealth.com. You can click on that button that says complimentary retirement consultation and go from there. Or give us a call at 833-368-3680. That's 833-368-3680. All right. When you were a little kid and you could finally reach up on top of the stove, your mom was, don't touch the hot stove. And she made you slap your hand. And then maybe did it a third time or a fourth time. And then she said, well, you know what? If you touch the hot stove, you're going to find out why. And if you did it, you know why. It was a hard lesson to learn. So the hot stove lesson is something we all know. Well, apparently the hot stove lesson is still alive and well in the financial industry and the government. Think about this. You have been saving money in a 401k all these years. But the financial industry says to you, oh, don't touch it. Don't touch it because you, if you touch it before 59 and a half, you pay a 10% penalty. Hot stove. Don't touch it. <laughs> then after 59 and a half, you say, well, maybe I can get into my money now. There's no more penalty. And the government says, oh, no, 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 no. Hot stove. Hot stove. <laughs> Don't touch it until you're 73. That's when you should start taking your money. So you look at yourself in the mirror and you go, I've been saving this money. I want to get into it. And everybody tells me it's a hot stove. And I can't touch it. Cherise, it just doesn't seem right. It's a hot stove, Randy. You can't touch it. Okay? They tell you that at Chili's. When you bring the fajitas, don't touch this. Don't it's touch hot. It. And I'm like, That's ah. right. It's a hot plate. Hot plate. Yeah. Right? You're right. Well, it, it's funny. You know, it's funny. But people do touch those 401ks early when it's emergencies. They need it, right? Okay. So, okay. So the moral of the story here, I think, is what you're trying to say, Randy, is you can touch your 401ks. Mm -hmm. When you're 59 and a half, you don't have any more penalties. You can take whatever you want out and live on those dollars. You just have to pay the tax man on those dollars you pull out. Okay. You don't have to wait to 73 when you are required to do it. And a lot of people are nervous take, taking money from their IRAs and 401ks. Or they're, they're, they're just said, no, you, you need to save this because you have the potential of running out of money. No, no, no. You are in retirement in the first 10 to 15 years are your glory years in retirement. You have permission to spend, 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 but you're not going to know if you can spend, spend, spend unless you come in for an income plan and you see it on paper so we can see how much you can spend because I, I encourage every single last person who comes to my office. We start their income plan and we look at it and they tell me what they need in income. I've already figured out what they need in income. And at the end of the day, when we see all these assets left over 30 years later based on their needs. And I said, you got one problem. They're like, what's that? You're not living on enough money, right? <laughs> Do you really intend to leave this much money in 30 years? They're like, no, not really. I'm like, then let's spend some earlier. And so even some of those people out there that do not have as much money left over 30 years later, we still want you to spend during your go-go years because it is your healthiest. There's no guarantee when you're going to pass away. And we want to enjoy the fruits of our labors because you've worked your tails off and you deserve it. But we want to make sure you don't run out of money. So for all types of people that walk in our office, we have a plan, right? And if you follow the plan, 
it's going to work out pretty well at the end of the day. In our opinions, we've been doing this for years, right? And that's because the plan works if you stick to the plan. And we front load your go-go years. Your go-go years, you're going to go. Let's go plan something, right? I heard somebody the other day on a podcast, Cherise, say, why waste the youth of your senior years? I thought, wow, what a great yes. phrase. The youth of your senior years. When you're in your 60s, in your mid-70s, early 70s, this is the youth of your senior years. You're, you you got to enjoy it. Perfectly and in, said. And in order to enjoy it, we got to dip into that 401k. Well, maybe we don't have to, but that is one of the options that we have to look at. So. You know, let's get the financial oven mitts on here and get away from the hot stove right? <laughs> and use right. that money. Well, exactly. So a lot of people also get pensions. We love when people have pensions. It's this uh, guaranteed money, never run out once you start to take it. It's a lovely thing. But more and more people, Randy, are taking the lump sum and rolling the pension lump sum over to an IRA, and they're still feeling like they can't touch the hot stove. And I'm going to tell you, you can roll those over to an IRA. We can create a pension on some of that money if you wanted to, or we can have a withdrawal strategy so that you can live on the money for the long run. And, you know, I, I will say somebody came in the other day and was talking about their pension and their 401k. And it was like, what do you think about ESG and my 401ks and the pension plans, et cetera? And I went, you should not have any kind of ESG in your pension plan because the state of Florida took 450 billion plus out of the BlackRock funds with all these retirement accounts. So you don't have to worry about that. So that's old news. And they're like, okay, so I, I'm not forced to now put the money in the IRA and then put ESG because I heard ESG funds were going to blah, blah, blah. And they're going to put them in 401ks. I went, nope, you're good to go. You get to do whatever you want. So let's figure out this plan. So 401ks or pensions, the money is there for you to use. You've been saving your whole life, working off this paycheck you got every two weeks and you've been saving every two weeks and you've been budgeting for this day. So let's enjoy the day and enter retirement stress-free if you can. Well, we don't want that hot stove in our retirement. We want to get at our money. We want to enjoy our money and we want to know how to do it. And that takes a financial plan. It takes an income plan. And that's exactly what Sharice does for you. We do that for you at no charge. Give us a call. Give us a look on our website, zinniawealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A wealth.com or 833-368-3680. We're actually coming up on a big year for baby boomers this year. We'll tell you more about that coming up next on Retirement Coffee Talk. Welcome back to Retirement Coffee Talk with Sharice Rivers at Zinnia Wealth. Online at ZinniaWealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A Wealth.com. Remember our podcast, too. If you're hearing this show and you got to get out of the car, that's okay. You can listen to this show and many more off our website, on our podcast. You can go to ZinniaWealth.com, hit the media page. It's all there for you. Or use iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, and you can find it there as well. All right, so if you were born in 1959, there's a lot of baby boomers this year that are all turning 65, and they're going to have to look at Medicare. If you were born in 1957, that is the peak of the baby boom, and there are more people that will hit full retirement age this year than any other year. They'll all be turning 66, 67. So, Sharice, this brings along a lot of different questions, and these baby boomers are going to be looking for help with retirement. Some of them 
have businesses. And it is estimated there's trillions of dollars in businesses that will be sold to fund retirements this year. Now, that brings up a lot of different questions. And you don't want your income to spike. Like, say, you, you sell your business for a million dollars. Now there's a million dollars this one year on your tax return, and that screws everything up. So what do we do, Sharice? Uh, we talk about our, our deferred tax strategy here. This is something you're helping people with. Talk me through a little bit of that. Yes. I mean, I have. Um, I just sat with a doctor and our a trustee and attorney just this past week. It seems like every week I'm I'm having these conversations where they're selling their businesses or they're part of a conglomerate and they have shares and there's about to be turnover. Another private equity firm is going to buy out another private equity firm and they have access to sell the stuff at that point finally. And so there's a lot of dollars coming to the system, whether you're, you're in deals like that or you're selling your companies. And the horrible part is that you got a very big tax bill on it, right? And the question is, is how do we keep that money back in our own pockets? If, if you have a $5 million sale of a business or stock offering, how do we not pay 24 to 28% in capital gains on that, right? And all the growth. And that's, that's you know, good couple million and, and you know, over a million in capital gains taxes, Right. So the moral of the story is how do we keep that million or two million from Uncle Sam and keep it in your pocket? So I'm gonna do quick math. You have five million, let's say your capital gains were two million, so you keep three million. That is just dumb to me. It really truly, in my opinion, it, it is so silly. And I've been trying to find solutions to this problem for years. So we have it. And it's been used for 26 years. And um, it's a really cool tool and very few advisors ever in their lives get to hear about it, see it or use it. And so I was approached and uh, I was one of the lucky ones. So here's the deal. What if you could keep that two million and not pay the taxes? Now you have that two million that you didn't have to pay the taxes on compounding with interest every year for the next 10 years. And if you took those dollars to say you, you made 7% a year, just for simple math. And now, now it's doubled that two million is now 4 million. If you paid the tax bill, you don't have that $4 million anymore, let alone the $2 million. Okay. So why would we do that? And it's a purposeful trust that is created through lots of different things that we'll talk about when you come in the office that pays you income, too, in retirement. And it's deferral of taxes. And then when you pass away, your kids can have it or they can cash it out then. So, And then the thing is there's fees in them, right? But if you retire and you go work with a big bank or a brokerage firm, you're paying 1% to 1.5% anyways, Right. It's about the same. So why not save the taxes? Do what you're going to do anyways. Keep more money in your pocket because we know um, how to do this and work with any wealth management. And so that's the killer thing about it is because, yes, the fees are incredibly low, in my opinion, and you don't pay the tax bill. Go ahead, Randy. So the word deferred is mm -hmm. in there. And yes. that means that the taxes are deferred until a later time. Correct. So are you saying that we put this money, we defer it, we grow it, and then mm -hmm. we pay the taxes later when we have more money, I guess. Is that is that kind of the idea here? Yeah, so it's an, a deferral of income. Okay. And so it allows you to stretch the taxes as long as you're breathing and as long as your your beneficiaries are breathing. And, and it goes generations and generations. That's the cool thing about it. Okay. So really, so the only rule that you have to know about, and this is typical with these types of things, 
is that by the third year while you're doing this, you have to start taking income, right? Okay. And it'll be, let's say the promissory uh, note says, hey, we're going to make you an average of 5%. We got to at least take that 5% out, right? Um, starting the third year, but you can take it sooner. So you're just living off your income. And that's taxable. Um, I see. Okay. And yeah. And your, your income's taxable, got it. but you're not paying 2 million on your income, Got right? You're paying 20% on maybe the 400,000 you have to take out. So you're avoiding that huge mm -hmm. one year event that yes. could really, really hurt. And you work your entire life and you don't want to pay all that money in taxes. That's not the payoff. The payoff is supposed to be, I sell my business. I use that in retirement. Exactly. And that's all people want is paychecks, right? And they want to make sure that they leave some money for the kiddos. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a neat strategy. And if you had the choice to go to a big bank or brokerage and just walk away with $3 million and give Uncle Sam $2 million, it's 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 not the prudent decision for most people. Some people maybe so, right? But most people know because why would we give $2 million away if we actually didn't have to? Got it. And then it's yours forever, plus it's going to grow. <laughs> so this is something that you could talk to Sharice about. Many people, I mean, the, of all the years that we've been doing this show, we're kind of in a almost a peak right now of that baby boom generation. They're turning 65, 66, 67. We're getting to that point where people are really starting to walk away from work. You may say, well, I'm just going to keep working in retirement years. Well, now we're getting to that point where people are going to start walking into retirement. And if you have a business, that brings up a lot of complications and a lot of tax ramifications. So It does. And don't forget, if you're selling stock or part of a firm like that as having turnover, if you're selling your business, if you have a lawsuit, you're about to come into some money. That all is the same stuff. Mm -hmm. If you got big commercial buildings you're trying to sell, right? The rule of thumb is as long as you have a $500,000 in capital gains or more. It totally makes sense. Give us a call. Let's find out the details. See if it's something that you would be interested in and if it works for you. Give us a look on our website. It is ZinniaWealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A Wealth.com or 833-368-3680 and talk through that with Sharice. That is all the time we have on today's show. It goes by so quickly, and uh, the, the conversation is lively today. It yes. might, might, have, might have been the ice bath. I'm not it's exactly sure. It's the cold sure. plunge, Randy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're right. I'm very loud today. Oh, wow. Maybe the cold plunge isn't good. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll give you the last word on this one for today. Oh, Hey, thank you all. We got some great questions in this week. And, again, keep emailing them or going to our website and typing in questions you want us to ask on the radio show. It was lovely to be able to provide that to our listeners this week. And don't forget to go to our podcast, Retirement Coffee Talk. You can find us on Apple, iTunes, iHeart, you name it. But don't go to Google because it's coming off of Google. And uh, you can hear our past episodes and uh, at your time. You don't have to do it in the car. So again, live by design, not by default. And we will see you here next week. This has been Retirement Coffee Talk. To find out more about how the strategies we've discussed on this program can build the retirement you've been wanting, call Zinnia Wealth at 352-368-3680 or visit us online at zinniawealth.com. Sharice Rivers is an investment advisor representative of Zinnia Wealth Advisory, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Sharice Rivers is licensed in your state, please contact their office. Zinnia Wealth Advisory, LLC, is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration 
corporation or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Any client experiences discussed during this show are unique to that client. They are not meant to imply or suggest you will experience the same results. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Sharice Rivers, NPN Insurance License Number 8718011.